Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here. We're back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio, and we have a great show today. David Wax with Handwritten is going to be joining us in just a moment. A couple of quick announcements before we get going. If you've got a story or a question, please reach out to me on all of the social media channels. I'm everywhere. You know that. And just if it's a question, use the hashtag AskShep. I'll either answer the questions there or answer them here on this show or on my TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Roku, C-Suite TV, and even on YouTube. Just go to beamazing.tv. All right, before we get into our interview, I want to do a big special thank you to our sponsor, Salvi. If you want to learn more about their incredible chatbot solution, just go to www.salvi, and that's S-O-L-V-V-Y.com forward slash Shep, and you will get a demo. You'll learn all about us or about them. Very, very good information. All right, that's enough of the announcements. Let's get into the interview today. David Wax is a serial entrepreneur, and his latest venture is a company called Handwritten, and written is with a Y, not an I. David, why? Because we love you, Shep. (laughs) Because Uh, it's not just me, but it's everybody. And we're going to talk about this concept of the handwritten note, the power of the note, and how I've been writing a lot lately that you can't automate the relationship. And this is kind of a hybrid between automation and the total personal feel. So David, welcome to the show. I'm excited to talk to you about your business and how you can help people create a better, amazing customer experience. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Shep. I'm really thrilled to be here. Yeah. Um, I would, uh, if you like, I could just kind of tell you the overview of why I started this, which- Yes. Um, that's not the so, reason so handwritten is spelled with a Y, and it's not because you couldn't misspell it. It's because somebody right. took it and they're not even using it. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> domain is handwritten, you know, handwritten.com with an I. It was taken, but it turns out I really like the Y. Uh, we could get into that too, uh, because we're not actually handwritten with an I. We're handwritten with a Y. We use the way we write your notes. Um, so just to take a step back, what handwritten does, our goal is to make sending handwritten notes as prevalent and as easy as sending emails and texts and tweets and everything else. Um, Everybody wants to send handwritten notes these days. Nobody has the time or the handwritten cart or the, you know, the stationery on hand. So our whole idea was let's make that easy and automate it. And when we automate it, we use robots that hold pens, tread out these notes. So they're not handwritten with an I, they're handwritten with a Y and they're not lowercase handwritten, they're uppercase handwritten with an H, you know, big H, so they're branded. It's a branded thing we do. Not like there's any branding on the note. It's totally anonymous. But just to make that distinction. I'm holding one in my hand right now. You sent us a note. It is yeah. in an envelope um, that is addressed to me. It looks like a handwritten and it's stamped with a real stamp. Um, yep. Is it 55 cents? Is that what they cost these days? They're up to 55. Yep. Wow. Wow. I, you know, I never really pay attention. I just say, get me a roll of stamps. And I yeah. give them a bunch of money. I better check to see if they're giving me back my change. And I open up the card and it looks, other than, I will tell you, I would yep. not have noticed this, but now I do. 
it's really straight line. It's like yes. you really have beautiful handwriting, but it's not that beautiful. Yeah. It's not like it's, perfect handwriting, but it's in a line, but it's still, uh, it, there's imperfection built into it. Yes, there it's is real. And the, the line, the straightness, yes, we are working on that a little bit. Um, what we do do is we vary the line spacing. So one line, if you notice, is a little closer and a little farther away than the other. We try to make it extremely subtle yep. because we don't I think, you know, we don't want to go crazy and then you won't believe it. Um, and then we also vary the left margin. Uh, so we call that left margin jitter, I think, where every uh, line doesn't start at the le- at the same leftmost spot. It kind of jets in and out a little bit. Not That's quite a- justified. Yes, exactly. It's We're like, unjustified. It's like left almost justified. <laughs> exactly. What we don't currently do, to your point, is we don't make the letters go up and like go on a roller coaster ride. Um, Which is fine with me because I, I strive for what is on this thank you note. It, mm-hmm. And honestly, uh, it's not, I, I don't know how to best say it other than it looks, it looks legit, it looks real, yet it's robotic. But at the same time, it's personalized. And I think that's what I really want to get into today because yeah. I've been talking about how you can't automate the relationship, but there's certain piece of it, pieces of it that you can in conjunction with the personalized experience. And to your point, David, if I want to write a note, I've got to pull out the stationery. I've got to yeah. write out, which writing clearly and carefully for me. And you would think I'm, I'm creative. I do art. I mean, I've won Scholastic Art Awards when I was younger and I still draw. I have the worst handwriting you can imagine. And uh, it, this, so now I have to work so hard and it's intense for me to do it. Then I put it in the envelope. I have to address the envelope. Then I've got to put a stamp on it and then I've got to get it to a mailbox. Yep. You've eliminated it every step of that, except for I've got to actually type out the note and give you the address that I want it sent to. Well, we've even done that uh, depending on how you're using us. So if you're a Shopify store or something like that, we can pull that information. You know, if you we can integrate with Shopify. So um, when the order comes into your Shopify store, it could automatically trigger a handwritten note that says, dear blank, insert Shep, you know, thank you so much for your order of the uh, category, insert guitar, and then it would automatically go out uh, fully automated. So depending on the use case, we can even automate that. But, but that it was looks the whole, personal. It looks personal. And I would ask you, if I sent you that card and you didn't know I worked for a robot company, and I said, hey, Shep, did you receive my card? What did you think? My question to you is, would you go, oh, the lines are a little too straight? Or Never. Just say, hey, That's the point I'm card. trying to make. Yeah. It looks, yeah. it's it's the real deal. So do you know my background with thank you notes? No. You Probably not. So my most famous story that I tell on stage when I'm doing a speech is a story about a taxi cab driver. And this is a long, long time ago. I started my business in 83, and I'm going to bet I met this guy in the late 1980s, okay? So this is almost 30-plus years old. I still have his thank you note that he sent me after that one ride framed and on my wall. Framed. Because what kind of a cab driver? Who sends a thank you note? A cab driver? Yeah. Come on. And you know what I did? I called him the next time I came back to Dallas. And the time after that, and the time after that, and the time after that. And this guy was amazing. Now you probably wonder, how did he get my address? He asked me, 
can I have a business card? I collect the business cards of the people that I drive. And I gave him my card. And that was his excuse to give me his card and say, the next time you're back in Dallas, I sure hope you call me. Now he's retired since then, yeah. but, but I mean, I would call him up and I was bummed when I called him one day and he goes, well, I'm not driving a cab anymore. I'm sorry. The guy was so busy. He was making, now this is in the eighties, right? Making more than a hundred thousand dollars a year as a taxi cab driver. That's wow. probably the equivalent of a couple hundred thousand dollars. Today. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't work any longer hours. He did 12 hour shifts like most cab drivers did, but he worked, he didn't wait at the airport for two hours for a fare. I happened to get lucky when he picked me up. He had just dropped me off. Saw I had dropped somebody else off. Saw I had suitcases, assumed I was going to the airport because he was going to the airport to pick up his next client. And, and so uh, it started this wonderful relationship. And the reason I bring this up is the, the, the kicker was the thank you note. And then the holiday card I got every year from him and his wife. And, <laughs> you know, so those were handwritten, you know, and right. done, but it's the same thing. I don't care if you, by the way, if you would write me something that, that you, you don't have to write it so personal because it looks so personal, but if you want to even go into an email, if you make an email personal, it has impact, yeah. but nothing compared to that handwritten thank you note. I think that's very, very powerful. So let's talk about thank you notes and why they're so darn important. Because now we understand, yeah. you know, what your company does. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. And it's funny because uh, I have one of my clients is actually he runs a very large, very successful um, office interior company. He's located across the across the street from across the parking lot from where our office is. And he was curious as to what we did. And he walked over and next thing you know, he became a client. And one day he was reading an, a letter to the op-ed that a policeman sent him to the newspaper. And he appreciated what that policeman said. So he sent the policeman a handwritten note using our service. About a week later, the policeman showed up in his office and was going on and on and on about how, <laughs> how wonderful it was to receive a handwritten note. And it was kind of making uh, my client feel a little awkward because he was going on and on and on so much. And he was, what he didn't realize is right behind the policeman's shoulder was where that note really came from. It came from us. It was just kind of funny. But the whole reason for this is I actually come from the digital space. I come from text messaging. My last company was a company called Sell It. We did a million messages a day for brands like Abercrombie and Fitch and Toys R Us and Sam's Club, Office Max. A lot can, of brands. Can I point something out before you go any they're further? All going, okay. They're all going. Okay. Obviously, bankrupt. misspelled <laughs> handwritten and changed the yes. I to a Y. Sell it. You changed the S to a C. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. There's a pattern yeah. here. <laughs> there is a pattern. Yeah. And then what's funny is when I sold Sell It, um, it was an asset sale. So as part of that sale, they took the name Sell It but I needed a vessel to pay out last expenses and stuff like that. So sell it became sold it. That's what we ended up naming the, the final company was. How did you spell it. that? No, I'm just regularly, <laughs> but I, I just thought it was funny. And my employees got a kick of it too. But, um, but so anyway, we'd send like a million text messages a day and it worked. It really worked. But what I realized is as I was ending that company, I realized, gee, maybe I'm part of the problem here. We've got text messages, we've got emails. The average office worker spends like 25, 24% of their time just managing email. And then you have Twitter and Facebook and Pinterest and, and, or whatever, uh, Instagram. You have all these other forms of communication and what you don't have 
is handwritten notes. And even if it's a email, to your point, that's totally personalized, people like me and you know that there's a computer algorithm out there connected to Persist IQ or Sales Reply or one of these other systems that's sending out those emails through your email outbox as if they're from you, totally personalized, and you've never touched it. You know what I mean? Mm. So because of that, I discount all my emails. Now it's hap happening hard, hardcore with LinkedIn. I get a trillion. LinkedIn has turned into a spam box like I've never seen before. But I get a million emails into LinkedIn every day, all personalized, all wanting to link in or whatever. And they're all just automated notes. And what it does is it just makes you discount everything going into your inbox. Now, with my email inbox, if I even read it, like that's a huge thing because you get so much junk, it's hard to even read it. It's just delete. You know, if you don't read that little preview and delete it right then and there, you know, success win for the person that sent it to you. But even if you do read it, you discount it. And then you have junk mail, which is pure junk, you know, the slick stuff. Right. What I found people keep, at least in my old office at Sell It with a C, um, was actual handwritten notes. When, when, I would, when, when they would receive a handwritten note from somebody, not only would they read it, they would put it on display on their bookshelf or on their refrigerator at home or, or whatever. Um, so I thought, gee, there has to be a way to automate this. Well, actually what happened was I, when I sold the company, I was sending handwritten notes to all my employees and my best clients, best of intentions to send each one a handwritten note. And then my hand cramped up or I was out of stamps or I lost interest. And I thought there has to be a better way. And that's where handwritten came from. And um, you know, to your point on the effectiveness of these, we have a client, he doesn't even know I'm talking about him. Uh, it's a, I thought it was an ins a, uh, either an insurance broker or a, um, uh, a, a, a law firm because of their name, but it turns out the company is a piano tuner. And what they do is once a year, they're in their, their clients' homes tuning their piano, and then they don't get into the home again for another year. But after they tune their piano, they use our service to send a handwritten note. A year later, when they go into those homes, those handwritten notes are still in refrigerator doors or propped up on the piano. Propped up on the piano. Unbelievable. What else? What else does that? You know, you'd never print out an email and, and, you know, slap it to a piano. You'd never take a photo, a picture of a text message you got. But when you receive a handwritten note, it has that level of impact. Um, and that's why we do what we do. All right. I love it. Well, Whether the company, it's again. handwritten with a Y or handwritten yep. with an I, we are here to promote handwritten notes. So that's, that's what we do. Amen. And the company is handwrittenwithay.com. Let's take a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk about more about the power of the handwritten note with our new friend, David Wax. Don't go away. Does your team struggle to handle high volumes of support calls and emails during peak times? Well, if so, Salvi has your back. Salvi's next-gen chatbot and automation platform built on real AI technology delivers an effortless experience to your customers 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Salvi is not like traditional chatbots that are easily confused by customers' questions and require lots of technical training and expertise to build and maintain. No, Salvi is intelligent, low maintenance, and fully customizable for a brilliant customer experience every time. Visit www.salvi.com 
forward slash Shep for a free Salvi demo and a CX consultation on how Salvi can be personalized for your brand and business. Salvi, the next gen chatbot platform. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with David Wax, who runs and owns and started and founded Handwritten. So go to Handwritten with a Y, W-R-Y-T-T-E-N.com, Handwritten.com to find out more about it. David, we're talking about the power of the thank you note. So um, let's just talk about some use cases. You gave us one. You told us about the police officer that was so impressed. But um, and, and then you talked to us about the piano tuner that, mm-hmm. you know, I would say there's something be, if you're all you're going to do is see somebody for a year. Is there somewhere in the middle we should send a note? Would that be appropriate? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We um we are now rolling out an offering just, and I hired somebody specifically to go after this market, auto dealers, where the idea is you buy a car, you get a handwritten note thanking you for your purchase, and then you get a birthday note, and then you get a service reminder note, and then you get a holiday note, and then rinse and repeat every year, you get four touch points just to stay top of mind um, because uh, you know that's how you make your follow-up sale or your follow-up mortgage, as we were talking during the break, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that is. So there's a lot of that. We do, you know, by and large, our business is thank you notes. We're really in the thank you business. And people say, what's the ROI on that? And I say, well, if you're looking for ROI, maybe you're not Maybe the ulterior about- motive of the honest thank you is in question right. here is what I think you're saying. Right. Well, I think in today's world, there is, you know, they say there's some there's some studies that prove that gratitude is the fastest path to happiness. You know, the more grateful you are, the happier you are. And I think there's some truth in that. And I'm not saying you shouldn't find ROI in handwritten notes. You will. But to go about it from that angle, it's a little bit insincere. Now, that being said, we do a lot of coupon codes included with handwritten thank yous or notes and referrals and that type of thing. The coupons get a five times higher redemption rate than a standard coupon code. We have retention rates to your point on what do you do over the course of a year? We have a company that does uh, a client that does um, HVAC systems and they find if they send handwritten follow-up reminders, when it's time to uh, check out your HVAC system, they have a 30% higher rate of landing that follow-up appointment than if they never sent the handwritten note at all. We have um, this company that's just blowing up that does solar panel installation and they send you a follow-up and thank you after every appointment to see, you know, to check out your roof and tell you about their solar panel systems. So we're, we send out thousands of these a day. Well, maybe not a day, uh, hundreds a day, thousands a week, I'll say that. And they're just exploding Um and they won't tell us any ROI numbers, but they've been doing it for years and growing the program. So I have to imagine it's, it's doing great. We have one client, and this is one of my favorite examples. They're a snack box company. So what they will do is for your office, and we use them here at Handwritten, they will ship you twice a month a box of snacks like granola and jerky and stuff like that. And occasionally they'll screw up their prefer- your preferences and they'll send you the wrong snacks. On what purpose? they found, what's that? They don't do it on purpose. I'm getting there. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, okay. what, what happens is when they screw up, they found that if they follow up with a good 
a good box of snacks and a handwritten note, you are a more uh, loyal customer with a higher lifetime value than if you never screwed up in the first place. Now, to that point, obviously a lot has to do with the free swag, the free snacks they send you. But I think also just the recognition that, hey, we screwed up, we're very sorry, you're a valuable client, here's a box of snacks on us. So now they're intentionally screwing up those snack boxes to drive, wow. to drive higher loyalty. Years ago, um, in the when when mobile phones were just starting to become popular, um, so I I'm under the firm belief if you manage a moment of misery, the complaint the right way or the problem the right way, you increase the confidence to a level that's higher than if the problem had never taken yes. care yep. of before. So there were some stats and facts that came out. So if you may not remember this, but did you did you ever have a mobile phone installed where it's bolted to the floor of your car? Are you, do you remember that? Your I remember probably, it, but uh, my, maybe not you. My my parents skipped that step and they went to the shoulder bag phone. Okay, but, the shoulder uh, bag, right? So, yeah, but they used to get the phone bolted to your floor. They put an antenna sure. on. So what's the first thing that people would do when they picked up their car? Because they, they leave the car for a few hours. They drive out of the bay. And what's the first thing they would do? They call somebody, right. see if it works. So what this company did is they said, let's purposely make it not work so that they have to come in and they get to experience <laughs> us fixing their problem in a way that will make them go, wow, these guys were incredible. Yeah. It backfired. Didn't work. Really? For that purpose. Um, and and I'm not exact. I, mean, I get uh, it. Maybe snacks is different than mobile phones. I don't know. But uh, it's interesting. You would think you know, it's a, the, the, the purposeful screw up is not a strategy, but if it doesn't impact the customer when they still got snacks and very quickly, did the customer have to call and say, we made a mistake or did the company proactively say, Hey, looks like we sent you the wrong thing. That's a little bit different. You don't have a yeah. chance to really think about the mistake until the mistake's starting to get fixed. Right. Having to drive back, you know. Yeah. There's a little bit back, more uh, heavy lifting, so to speak. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a big ask. And I, I get that. We also uh, just really quickly, I know we're short on time, but rattling through other use cases, a lot of reviews. So we have uh, Amazon sellers asking for reviews. We have Yelp service people, you know, whether they're painting your house or whatever, um, asking for reviews. We do a lot of that. So you um, use the a lot of card to send and say, thank you very much. If you're so inclined, please go to amazon.com or Yelp or whatever and leave the review. And I believe that personal feeling that you get from that card is going to cause you to take action because it hits you personally. Not, yeah, I love that. I love that. And, you know, I think you're right. Cuts down on churn, uh, increases um, repeat business. Yep. Is it, what about getting caught? You ever get caught? Because isn't that the same note that Bob, my neighbor just got? Or um, You know, what's funny is, you know, what we recommend is depending on the situation, if you're sending a, a ton of them to mix it up, we have a client, they're one of the largest morning YouTube shows. So I'd never heard of them. A lot of people in my office had, I guess that just ages me or whatever, but um, they send out, they have, they now have a fan club. And for every, you sign up, you pay five bucks a month or something to be in their fan club. And, and when you join, you get a handwritten note from them. It is the same verbatim handwritten note everybody gets, which I think is a missed opportunity. And it's in the same handwriting style and the same everything. If you go on Twitter, you will see 
picture after picture after picture all saying, hey, I'm so excited, I got my note. And then the next person, oh, I got my note too. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. They, what they should have done is what a other client, a mattress company that we work with does, which is they will provide us not only, um, they, they don't, we don't type in, because when you go inbox, like with a mattress or an Amazon package, we can't customize it to say, dear Shep, because it's all hands off at that point. You know, they're already boxed up in a factory or something. So what we do is we, we turn that into an opportunity because it's not customizable. Now it's artwork and it doesn't have to be um, text converted to handwriting. It can just be scrawling handwriting that gets replicated over and over. So for this mattress company, they provided us the notes in their handwriting. We just duplicated those notes, very organic. And then each note also had a little doodle. So it could be a cow jumping over a moon or somebody sleeping in one of their beds with a, a, a thought bubble, a, a dream of a mat, you know, a, the cat they're dreaming of. And so what happens when you do that is on Instagram and on um, Twitter, you, you, you uh, search for those photos and you see all these different designs pop up of the cow jumping over the moon. And, you know, and it creates a viral aspect of, oh, I got a different one. Or if you bought two mattresses for your house, the chances are each box would have a different note in it, making it look even more realistic. So um, it was a cool program. Wow, Ironically, cool. now this is one of the largest online mattress companies out there. They quit. And I said, well, why are you, you know, why are you no longer doing this? They said, oh, well, we were doing this when we were a small company and we needed to make a personal oh. appeal. Now we're bigger. We don't think we need to do that. And I just honestly did not in the moment know how to respond to that because I think, you know, that's one of their benefits is having that personal um, touch. And to give that up is just so far a step in the wrong direction. But I, I would know, have to agree. I would have to, I yeah. think that's a major mistake. You know, it yeah. got you to the dance. Why do you want to leave her behind or him behind, depending exactly. on who you are? Exactly. Not yeah. just with Indra notes, but everything. I mean, you want to be seen as a small personal you want company, to feel not. that. I mean, one of the yeah. reasons Ace Hardware does so well is because they're, they're dealers that live in the community and they compete against a big box store, but the big box store is a, is an international box store versus exactly. the local hardware store, regardless of the name on the, you know, yep. the, as you walk in on the marquee. So anyway, we're running out of time. So I have to get to the one thing question, the last thing. And I mean, I, I can ask you, we, I think we understand what the personalization is. I wanted to get to that. I think we've talked a little bit about that, but is there one thing that you can think of that you want these people to hear, our listeners, to just remember or something new that you haven't shared yet? No, I, I think it is actually something I shared. I think it's that gratitude matters. Yeah. And um the other thing is whether, again, whether you use us or you write it on your own or you hire interns to write your notes, there's a lot of people right now working from home, isolated, where a handwritten note before would have been a nice, you know, nice note. Oh, gee, thank you so much, Shep, for sending me this. Now it means a whole lot more. Yeah. Um, people like to be acknowledged. And I, you know, and, and I think it's, uh, again, regardless of using our company or not, I think I think everybody should, you know, reach out and try to connect with, with their customers and their prospects and everybody else for that matter, because there's a lot of people at home that need that. Yeah, love it. I, I have a name for the new book that you haven't written yet. What is that? Handwritten. The Handwritten Revolution. 
Yeah, sure. I'll take it. It's like everything old is new again. This is the way we did it back in pre-computer days, pre-email days. And you know what? This is powerful. I'm serious, man. Write, write the book. I'll write the foreword. <laughs> I'm all over it. <laughs> all right, done. I've been meaning to write a book, but uh, yeah, that uh, I think I, I do think you know as everybody continues to pivot more and more digital, it's just creating this huge opportunity to pivot the other way for everybody. Yep, yep. I get it, and you know what? It, that's the way when they zig, you zag, and in this particular case, it's the personalized zag, and and it nails it. So. David, thanks for being on the show. It's great to get to know you a little bit. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. And uh, this is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. You were amazing. Thanks, Shep. This was awesome. All right, everybody. That wraps up another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We will have another great interview next week. So please tune back in. We can't wait for it. And I'd like to thank our sponsor, Salvi. If you want to learn more about their chatbot solution, just go to www.salvi, S-O-L-V-V-Y.com forward slash Shep, and you'll learn all about them. So tune in next week where we'll have another amazing interview. Until that time, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.